With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Jason Lipschutz, and I am an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of Billboard.com. Based in New York on the other line in Los Angeles is the kaleidoscope dream to my wild heart, Keith Caulfield. How's it going, Keith? I'm good. Kaleidoscope dream to wild heart. What are those? Is that is that a Sarah Bareilles reference? No? Oh, no. so close. Kaleidoscope heart was Sarah. I don't know. What are you? That's uh no, I don't think that was uh Sarah Bareilles' kaleidoscope. There's kaleidoscope heart. something with Sarah Bareilles. Oh yeah, I guess so. Kaleidoscope Dream and Wild Heart are both Miguel albums. Wild Heart just came out. Oh. And kaleidoscope heart, I think. So uh, like a mashup of those two is a Sarah Bareilles album. This That's, is I, I think you're actually right. Incredibly sadly embarrassing that I did not know the name of Miguel's new album. Ah, <laughs> uh, no worries, man. We will uh, we'll talk about Miguel a little bit later in the show, um, but uh, I, I I've been listening to a lot of Wild Heart. It's very trippy in a good way. I enjoy Miguel's new album just as I enjoyed his last album, Kaleidoscope Dream from 2012. Yeah. So there you go, man. Yeah. yeah. Keith. Yep. Welcome to another rollicking edition of the Pop Shop Podcast. Today we will be talking about a whole lot. Hot 100 which includes a big debut from Selena Gomez as well as a pretty big debut from Janet Jackson. We got some moves from The Weeknd, Omi, Silento. We have Demi Lovato's new single to talk about some soon-to-be hits, Breaking Benjamin number one on the Hot One, or on the Billboard 200 chart, excuse me, and a little Twitter drama that happened earlier this week. Before we get started on this week's episode, if you like the Pop Shop Podcast, please subscribe to our show on iTunes. That way you never, ever, ever, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review on iTunes if you care to make our hearts sing with joy and exuberance. Um, go to iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcast to get to our Billboard Podcast homepage. And if you have any questions for Keith or myself, hit us up on Twitter. He is at Keith underscore Caulfield. I'm at Jason Lipschutz. Keith, are you ready to rock and roll? Yes. All right. I like that determination. Um, so, Keith, so I I, I got to admit, man, I've been out the past couple days, 
took a couple a uh, couple days off. It's summertime. Went down the shore. Uh, had a great time. But you know, I could not escape the pop world because I kept getting text messages. I kept getting Twitter mentions, whatnot about this Britney Spears and Iggy Azalea Twitter Oy. drama that was that started on Monday. It spilled over into Tuesday. And for those who haven't been paying attention, Iggy Azalea basically tweeted something about the non-success of their debut or their collaborative single Pretty Girls saying that it should have been promoted more some people thought that she took it to mean that Britney should have promoted it more then Britney quote unquote fired back uh, with a, a, a little subtle dig whatnot about her upcoming shows and being happy that she has shows to perform Iggy Zelia, of course cancelled her tour her arena tour for the summer and then on Tuesday, Iggy said that this was all media fabrication and that she and Brittany are fine. What, Keith, what was your reaction to this story? Uh, well, I, I mean... Th- that's kind of my reaction is a lot of oi. It's just, just when you thought it was safe to go back onto Iggy Azalea's Twitter feed. Um, you know, I think Iggy probably shouldn't tweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's your takeaway. Full it's just stop. Like, um, well, I, okay. Here, I kind of agree with you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Someone asked Iggy Azalea, and let me, as I scroll back through her endless number of tweets, because God love her, she's very interactive with her fans. Yeah. Um, it, I, boy, it was a long time ago. Good grief. Um, hold on. Let me find it, because I want to quote her exactly. Feature. Okay. Uh, she says, someone asked her, you know, uh, if, you know, were you like sort of unhappy with the song not being a success? Um, oh, oh, if Pretty Girls flopped a little bit, asks a, a, a fan, um, still getting a lot of views on YouTube, and it's the summer anthem 2015, so whatever, we love you. Iggy responds, it's difficult to send a song up the charts without additional promo and TV performance, etc. Unfortunately, I'm just featured, dot, 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 ellipses. And then she follows it up with, I would have enjoyed performing it a lot. I think it got off to a powerful start, but you need content to compete in 2015. Now, here's the thing. Okay. I, I find it interesting that Iggy does not realize that she's actually throwing Britney under the bus with her first tweet when she says it's difficult to send a song up the charts without additional promo and TV performances, et cetera. Unfortunately, I'm just featured. Well, actually there's two problems with this tweet. One, you, you are assigning blame to Britney because if you are the one vocalizing, it's difficult to do something if you don't got no promo and you're owning the song, well then the other person who's on the track named Britney Spears is therefore owning the rest of the promo. So you're you're basically saying that you were willing to do promo, but the other half of the track isn't. But then she says, unfortunately, I'm just featured. Actually, it's a duet. You both have you know, full 50-50 ownership. Yeah, the, power, of, the power of that ampersand. The ampersand means everything here. So. It's doubly kind of uh, screwed up. And then she went on to have like 50 more tweets later because the quote-unquote media 
was getting it twisted. And then she says, you know, the media is making women, you know, into a cat fight and they're always picking on women. They're trying to pit them against one another. A lot of that is very true. You know, the, the Definitely. blogs and websites and Billboard is to blame. Um, love sort of, uh, you know, having Beyonce versus so-and-so, Nikki versus so-and-so, Madonna versus so-and-so. It, it, unfortunately, that's just the way it is a lot of the time. I think, though, Iggy is kind of missing the point here. She's she's not she's not recognizing that she actually did kind of throw Britney under the bus. Um, yeah, a little bit. I think it was kind of a foot and mouth thing. And, and, and shocking, to, I, Iggy I, with a foot in her mouth. <laughs> Who would have thought? And the whole thing is that you wonder what would happen if she had more than 140 characters to express herself. And maybe you're right that maybe that Twitter is is just not her strongest medium. Here, here's the thing though and here's the the wildest part to me is, is like I feel like and I, I'm curious as to what you think about this I feel like the lack of promo is not this song's problem like they had like a big splashy music video they had the big performance at the Billboard Music Awards like this song was visible they did interviews they, they talked about this song and working together I don't think that's the problem. What do you think? I mean, why why do you think this song hasn't worked? I think the, yeah, I'm like, um, I'm not sure if Iggy realizes, or perhaps she does. I don't know. Britney Spears had not done a single television performance yes. to promote anything since 2011 on the Billboard yeah. Music Awards when she performed two songs. So. Her last album, Britney Jean, had no TV. Nada. All she did was her Piece of Me show in Vegas. Britney barely gives interviews. She hardly does any interviews. And yet she did, like, I think three, if not more, radio interviews, like international interviews. Like, she, I, she, I think she talked to Seacrest. I think she was even—I mean, she did enough stuff in, yeah. in the world of Britney, which is kind of a lot. And— I think Iggy should have kind of known what she was getting herself into when she signed up for this collaboration last year because it doesn't take a brain surgeon to Google a little bit and realize, ooh, Britney doesn't do a whole lot of promo. Yeah, that's, and, that's, and that's the weird thing about this to me is like even if she wasn't say, – like say – Iggy is it, like we're taking Iggy at face value that she she said like she has no ill will she didn't mean anything against Britney she simply said like may, maybe you know for argument's sake maybe that she was kind of pissed at Iggy's team or something like that Britney's maybe team. she's like or yeah I'm sorry Britney's team and and is like well they should have done a little bit more but like again it's just strange because they I feel like they did a lot like I don't know they did maybe, do a like, lot this they did this, they this did song, do a lot. Just hasn't worked at radio. The, the songs I, I still, didn't work. It just didn't I still work. kinda I still kinda like Pretty Girls. Is that is that wrong? <laughs> no, I like Pretty Girls. I don't it's love a, it, a, but I like it's it. It's a fun song. And it, you know, sometimes this stuff just doesn't work at radio. It, and you, you look at the songs in the top ten right now, and we'll get to them in a second. You you look at like Omi, you look at Walk the Moon, you don't necessarily need a huge profile to send a song into the top 10 if it's you know if radio likes if if radio latches onto it and radio is still a huge factor in determining whether or not a song's a hit and keith i i I know you don't have this in front of you but i i would guess that 
Pretty Girls never really made waves on our radio songs chart. And that kind of that kind of doomed it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'll look it up in a second. Uh, but no, it 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 didn't really. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's been it's been a tough, and I I I wrote this somewhere that it, it's just been a a tough 2015 for Iggy Azalea, and and you know I I I, I neither of us it wishes ill will on Iggy Azalea, but it it, it just seems like. It's just been one problem after another uh, over the past six months, and and I I honestly kind of hope that she she writes the ship a little bit and delivers something that people actually like and isn't a headache uh, over the second half of 2015. Yeah. So Keith, we got to move on to the Hot 100. Wiz Khalifa, Charlie Puth, see you again. Still at number one for the 11th week. Did you know, Keith? I think that only like three songs. In in the first six months of 2015, have been number one. Three on, on new songs. Three new songs, yeah, because Blank Space was was number one over over the 2014, 2015. Then Uptown Funk Forever. Then Bad Blood for one week. Uh, in the so middle really it's of just two songs, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's because we don't count. It's pretty that crazy. One. We, I'm kidding. It's been kind of a slow turnover. Turnover at number one. It has. It has. Blame However, the American public, Jason. Blame they love they love you. their they they love their Bruno Mars they love their Mark Ronson they love their Wiz Khalifa and they especially love their Charlie Puth. So, however, Omi Omi man cheerleader it looks like it's getting closer to number one. Where is it at this week? It's number three. It goes four to three on the Billboard Hot 100. It actually has a big right. a big gain. In fact, it could take over number one. I'm going to say if it if it really kind of picks up just a little bit, it could be number one even next week. Doop, doop, right. doop, 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 doop. Are we ready? Are we ready for the Omi takeover? Not really, but okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the weekend can't feel my face goes in to the top ten. We've talked about it the past few weeks, but one thing we have not talked about, as you noted, Keith. Max Martin, who uh, worked on this song, who produced this song, gets his 50th top 10 hit as a producer. Is that correct? That is correct. That's unbelievable. Yep. That, and I, I feel like a lot of them have happened over the past year or two. Yeah, a, lo- I mean, a, a lot of his, his, his I mean, he had, I, he's really accelerated in the past year or two, especially with, with, um, with um, Taylor and uh, with Katie and, and uh, yeah. Ariana. Ariana, yes, uh, yeah. yeah, he's had he's had quite, a, it's but I mean fifty, fifty, and that's only really come since like the the very late nineties, uh, basically. Yeah, one guy, that's crazy. Well, I mean, he's worked with other people too. It's not like he's the only producer on these tracks, but um, yeah, and I think this is, I want to say this is like his fifty sixth or fifty seventh top ten as a songwriter. Um, it's God, man, I would just just love a little, just a slice, just a little bit of Max Martin's money. <laughs> Just a tiny <laughs> That'd be bit. That'd pretty cool to have, right? Just a fraction. I mean, this is a, another top 10 hit for The weekend. who is in the top 10 with Earned It, uh, parentheses, Fifty Shades of Grey. And meanwhile, in the top 10, Cy Lento is watching himself move into the top 10 as well. Uh, goes from number 11 to number 7. Another dance craze. Mm, Keith, I think I think there might be a, a dance video with Cy Lento coming to Billboard.com soon. Really? I, I can't say oh, for sure. Oh, that'll be a hoot. That'll be a hoot and a half. People might watch me whip, and then they might watch me nay-nay. I can't, I can't promise anything. Is it a whip and then a nay-nay, or just a whip and a nay? 
You know, that dance is is really fun. I, I got to say, I, I mean, like the Nene and the Whip, but there's so much more. There's the Stanky Lake. There's the Superman. There's just there's so much going on, and uh, yeah, that's coming soon to Billboard.com. Man, we should we should get some sort of um, classic uh, uh, dance uh, kings to drop by. Hey. Like, what if We're, like what if the next time, say, Chubby Checker is r- rolling through New York, we can have him come in and teach you how to do the twist? Because that actually would that. you would actually be able to achieve that dance number. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, I, I think that we, we have some things in the works to have some classic dances uh, featured on our web series, so you know you can't dance Oh, my God. What course. if you had, like, Pat Benatar come in and, like, you could do, like, the love is a battlefield, like, shoulder shake, shoulder shake, you know, like, get away from me, you dime-a-dance pimp guy, you know? Like, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're, there's going to be, hopefully, a lot of dance fighting with Pat Benatar. Dance, ooh, dance fighting, showdown. Yeah. Man, I'm thinking Someday, of all the, I'm thinking of all the, the wrong demo. I'm thinking of, like, old videos with jason wrong okay anyway sorry <laughs> so going back to the hot 100 keith uh janet jackson who we've talked about a bunch on this show scores her 40th hot 100 hit of her career with no sleep no sleep how are we supposed to how are we supposed to say that by the no way sleep. With, the, with the ex I just think no, it's sleep? no sleep no sleep it's like it's like sleep children sleep yeah i think you might be making a little bit too much out of it debuts at number 67 on the billboard hot 100 yes indeed it is her 40th hit and uh you know her chart history on the hot 100 dates back to 1982 actually man and she has not had a hit in quite a while right yes which i don't actually have that data in front of you but i want to say it's 2008 it's maybe been a minute yeah, it's, it's been a minute. I mean, it's also been a minute since she's released, you know, uh, new music. So I'm happy to see Janet back. And did you see her on the BET Awards, by the way, last weekend? I did not. No, uh, I did not watch the BET Awards, unfortunately. But I, I heard some amazing stuff happened uh, involving Janet. I heard that Lil' Kim popped up out of the ground on the BET Awards. Yes. I have to watch that. Not part of the Janet Jackson tribute, mind you. Uh, really, the the two big things from the show, and, and I'll stop talking about it, was the big bad boy 20th anniversary. Yes, I heard about that. Salute, which is where Lil' Kim showed up. And Lil' Kim actually looked amazing. Because um, there's been a lot to talk about how Lil' Kim's image has changed a lot over the years. Yes. Um, through perhaps plastic surgery. Perhaps. Uh, but she looked pretty freaking amazing um on the show um and it was a pretty dramatic reveal um so watch that it's on bet.com i think and then yes. the janet performance was actually not janet performing it was a tribute to the dances of janet jackson with tanache oh. jason derulo and sierra which you know three excellent dancers uh which all of it kind of basically reminded me of when MTV did their icon tribute to Janet Jackson uh, back in, like, I want to say, like, 2000-ish with Pink, Usher, and Maya. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was amazing. It's Yeah, I mean, it's if, if you remember that, then you kind of get the vibe. But Janet looked amazing. She looked great. Um, she only said a couple words, you know, thanked her family, thanked her fans, thanked God, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But happy to see Janet back on the charts. I'm a big Janet fan, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Very cool, man. Going back to the Hot 100 chart, um, Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill's collaboration, All Eyes on You, also debuts. Where does that debut, Keith? It debuts down towards the bottom of the chart. It debuts in number 81. 
81 for Nikki and Meek, who of course are dating. Keith, you 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 tossed this question to me, and I've been thinking about this. You you asked me who Nicki Minaj should collaborate with next. She has collaborated with so 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 many artists. Everyone, everyone. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of want to. Is it is it strange for me? I feel like I, I want to go like a list artist. I I kind of want to go Taylor. I, I feel like a Nikki Taylor. I mean. She brought her out on tour uh, during the Red Tour, I believe. And when they did Super Bass together at one point. Yeah, no. and but they've never done like an official collaboration. Don't think so, I know, no. they're, know they're friends, and you know you you hear what Taylor Swift has done with Kendrick Lamar on the Bad Blood remix. Let's get Nicki on, you know, a, another 1989 remix. Let's do that. Yeah, wh- why not? I think it'd be fun to see. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Has has uh, Nicki and Missy Elliott ever done anything together? Officially, I don't think so. Well, I I, I believe it's so. Missy Elliott's birthday. That today. would be really cool. I yeah, that would be almost like a passing the torch kind of thing. Uh uh-uh. uh There's no there's no torch passing. It is just two leading ladies of hip hop collaborating. No torch passing. Um, That's a little bit of torch pass. No, I mean, let's not advertise it that way, because then no one would ever (laughs) want to do it. We're not advertising anything. We're advertising hypothetical situations. What? What if? What if? What if we had like Bruce Springsteen and Nicki Minaj? Oh, yeah, that's. (laughs) Everybody's got a hungry heart. Come on, Nicki. Yow, 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 yow. Yow, 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 yow. I can't do a Nicki. You know, like <laughs> Di- Bob Dylan um, with Nicki Minaj. To those, you know, let's throw it out to our listeners. How to those does it who's, feel? Nicki. To those, <laughs> to those listening to this, uh, who should Nicki Minaj collaborate with next? I mean, she's collaborating with her boyfriend now on a Hot 100 hit. Who should she link up with next? Keith, we gotta. We're at the near the bottom of the Hot 100. Let's stay there. Here are some songs that are not hits yet but they could become a hit soon. That's why we call this segment Soon To Be Hits. All right, man, we got two Soon To Be Hits today. What do we got? Um, I'll go first. All you. Okay, so this actually, I guess, technically is kind of a hit already because it debuts on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. It is Flow Rider. I don't like it. I love it. Featuring Robin Thicke and... Verdine White. It debuts at number 74 on the chart. It's actually a fun little party jam. It, it, if, if you're familiar with Flo Rida, then you probably can guess what this song might sound like. Um, yeah. That said, <laughs> Flo Rida does what he does well. Um, and it's kind of a nice look for Robin Thicke, which on first blush, when you hear it, you wouldn't actually know that it was Robin Thicke. Um, that's just me. Um, the, the third person on this track, Verdine White, may not be a name that's very familiar to some listeners, but if you're a fan of Earth, Wind, and Fire, then you will know who Verdine is. Verdine is, I believe, the bassist for Earth, oh, Wind, yeah. and Fire. And I, Verdine, I, Verdine has the amazing hair. The amazing hair, yes. The, the, the flowing locks. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I believe he plays bass on the Flow Rider track. I don't think he actually sings on it. Uh, but yeah, he has a credit on it, which is pretty cool. So there you go. There's my soon-to-be hit. It is Flow Riders. I don't like it. I love it. Featuring Robin Thicke and Verdine White. Very cool, man. My soon-to-be hit is Sage the Gemini featuring Nick Jonas' Good Thing, which moves up 10 spots. It debuted last week at number 100 on the Hot 100. Moves up to number 90. And this is a song that came out 
about six weeks ago or so. It was actually released the day after Nick performed at the Billboard Music Awards in May. Came out and has been quietly, quietly gaining listeners since then. This is not featured on Nick Jonas's uh, album or his next album. This is a Sage the Gemini song. And Sage the Gemini prepping his new project, I believe, for this fall. And Good Thing seems to be his biggest pop look yet. He yeah. had some hits with Gas Pedal and Red Nose, of course, on the Hot 100. Some crossover tracks there. This seems to be the most mainstream-friendly track yet. Moves up to number 90. I, I think this song is something that could really bubble over in August, September, if everything goes right. I think that this has some legs. So that is why Good Thing and I Don't Like It, I Love It are both soon-to-be hits. One song, going back to the Hot 100, one song we did not talk about in the top 10 as a, a new entry to the top 10. We had Silento. We have The Weeknd. We also have Good For You, Selena Gomez featuring ASAP Rocky debuts at number 9 on the Hot 100. And Keith, I'm assuming this is mostly due to digital sales because of a uh, splash debut last week. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean... the. the more than half of its chart points this week are driven by its big digital week. The song actually was the top-selling song of the week. It sold 179,000 downloads, which is actually Selena's best sales week ever for a song. Um, and it's her first number one on the digital songs chart, so that's pretty sexy. Um, and therefore, all those sales help her debut at number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Very cool, man. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if this song gets picked up by radio, if it if it hangs out in the top ten, if it goes to, uh, you know, into the top five, maybe becoming her first number one single. We I, shall see. I have, seeing, I have a feeling it's probably going to slip back a little bit next week yeah. on the Hot 100, as these songs tend to do, but then it could gain. And, and look, it's like sort of a whole new, like, world, a whole new sort of pop landscape. Don't you dare Lynette. close your eyes. Well, I mean, I've, when the heart wants what it wants became a hit and that was sonically like a completely different look for selena yeah i think she's sort of um charting a, a new path for herself and i think you know pop radio i think is really excited to embrace her that's just that could be just me yeah absolutely and it'll be interesting to see what this song does as well on r&b and hip-hop with asap rocky as the the featured artist although he's not in the music video it's interesting that already kind of working two versions of this song, the the featuring ASAP, Rocky version, and the solo version. So we'll see what happens, man. Also, uh, speaking of uh, former Disney stars, uh, Demi Lovato is back with a new song. It does not debut this week. It just came out, actually. It's called Cool for the Summer. It precedes her fifth studio album, which she's still working on. And uh, it's awesome, man. It it came out, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, July 1st. Uh, came out officially earlier today, although it leaked to the internet a day or two before. And I think it's great, and I, I can't wait for Demi's next project. What did you think of the song? Um, I thought it was cool. It, it didn't sound like Demi Lovato at all to me. Um, it didn't? Yeah, it, it, that's very true. I totally agree. It, 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 it sounded almost sort of like sinister EDM pop music. Um, and, and she reminded me of someone else in the song, and I can't quite put my finger on it. She kind of sounded like Jesse J a little bit. Um, I thought it was cool though, and and I'm kind of confused by the line where she talks about a cherry. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's interesting because this is if if you read the lyrics, very you know, 
bi-curious leaning. Uh, it sounds kind of like I kissed a girl. And, you know, taste of her cherry chapstick cal- calling back to that. Um, it's interesting. I mean, she hasn't commented on it yet. I'm sure she'll get a lot of questions about that. But, um, yeah, this is this is a very, you know, it's a, it's a different look for Demi. It's a very aggressive song. I, th- I think that, but at the same time, although it's it's very sonically very like cranked up to 11 I, I feel like it's it's great in the sense that she's more subtle with her vocal delivery I, I totally agree that it doesn't really have that kind of wow factor in terms of the vocal power that we're used to with Demi Lovato but I, I think that she kind of plays around with her voice a little bit in a way that's really effective yeah yeah, yeah. so Keith what what do you think uh cool for the summer good for you we've heard both songs now from Demi and Selena what do you think has the better chance of being a hit? Do you ha- do you think the sensual song from Selena or the more up-tempo track? I think they'll from both Demi? be hits. And how dare you pit two female oh pop stars against each other? Oh my goodness gracious! You fe- I, I Iggy, walked right into that this? one. Are you hearing this, Iggy? <laughs> hey man, I hope they're both hits. I like both songs. I would like them to both uh, be top forty staples for the months to come. So Keith, before we go, before we wrap up, uh, I want to talk a little bit about this week's Billboard 200 Albums Chart. Now, there are top five debuts from Tori Kelly at number two. Uh, congrats to her. She uh, was on the podcast earlier this year, anxious to put out her debut album, and now Unbreakable, Unbreakable Smile is number two debut. Right below her, Pageant Material by Casey Musgraves at number three. And Leon, Br- Leon Bridges, uh, I can't speak today, geez Louise. Leon Bridges off to a really nice start. Number six, I believe, with his debut album, on the bill, bill yeah. the billboard he, I 200 i got I it can't for you, speak. it's all right yeah leon <laughs> leon bridges debuts in number six with his with his first album coming home an, an artist that most people probably are not super familiar with but he's kind of come out of the blue yeah. basically in the past like six to eight months um i guess there was a bidding war when he had a a song that came out coming home last year uh, labels uh, scrambled to sign him and then Got picked up by Columbia Records, and he has a, a pretty robust first week. Has a top ten album straight out of the gate. Very cool, man. But you know, we gotta we gotta circle back to that number one spot. We didn't talk about the number one album debut, which is from Breaking Benjamin. Their album Dark Before Dawn debuts at number one, selling over. I, I you have the number in front of you, I'm yeah, sure. It, but uh, it, it did one hundred forty one thousand in overall units, of which one hundred thirty five thousand are album sales, which is the band's best sales week ever. Okay, this really stood out to me because Breaking Benjamin is a is a very you know veteran rock group. Haven't put out that much stuff. Uh, their last album, I believe, I believe was in two thousand nine. And yet, this is their best sales week ever? I mean... Yeah. Weird. This is very surprising to, to think about, you know, this album sold roughly three times as much as Casey Musgraves, who's gotten a ton of press for her sophomore album. Breaking Benjamin, Breaking Benjamin sold Benjamin. more than Madonna sold in her first week with Rebel Unbe- <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, how, how did this happen? Um, that is a very good question. So, the... All this is in my story online, uh, but I, I think a lot of it has to do with they have a core fan base that turned up in the first week. I suspect there will be a significant drop for this album second week. The band actually used to be a quartet. Now they are a five-piece. The band basically dissolved except for the lead singer um, in the past six years. So the only only remaining member is the lead singer, who is named Benjamin. Hey, um, yeah. 
and but they have like a big hit on rock radio. They have a big hit on yeah. on rock airplay. So I think that's helping. They've had about a good sort of three months of pre-orders helping them sort of build up the interest. I just think a lot of it is they have a a a, a core fervent fan base that all turned up in the first week, and it should be interesting to see what happens next week with the album. Very cool, man. Congrats to Breaking Benjamin. Very, very cool. And congrats again to Tori Kelly, Casey Musgraves, and Leon Bridges. Keith, are you ready, man? Yeah, I am. For your Chart Stat of the Week. So this week's Chart Stat of the Week is probably one that I've talked about before, but it's such a big chart stat that it's hard not to come back to it every so often. This week in 1988... Michael Jackson hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with Dirty Diana, which was his fifth number one single from the Bad album. And as chart geeks will probably know, that makes him the first artist to have achieved five number one singles from an album. And that, that achievement was only matched by Katy Perry with her Teenage Dream album a couple years back. So the number ones from the Bad album that Michael Jackson had were Dirty Diana, Man in the Mirror, The Way You Make Me Feel, Bad, and I Just Can't Stop Loving You. There you go. There's your chart style of the week. This week in 1988, Michael Jackson had a historic fifth number one from the Bad album. Unbelievable album. Unbelievable chart run. Thank you, Keith, for your chart stat of the week all right man that is going to do it for us here at the pop shop podcast keith it is july right now and do you know what's coming up in july uh the fourth of july independence day bastille Absolutely. day bastille day as well you know what else is coming up uh, no i think you do it is our 100th episode of the pop shop podcast in a couple weeks and we couldn't be more excited. We can't reveal anything yet, but we are going to have a jam-packed show. Keep an eye out for that. We, um, it's not next week. I believe it's in three weeks. Um, and we couldn't be more excited. So I, I, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. I know I, you I are, too. I hear you're excited. Sorry. Thanks to all listening. Keith, do you have any parting words? No. All right, let's go out on uh, let's go out on Dim Lovato's last top ten hit. This is Heart Attack. Thanks for listening and take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.